Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode seven of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm so happy you're here. Are you having trouble creating the life you want, whether it's in your relationships, finances, work, or health? If so, I invite you to look at the level of stress you experience on a daily basis. When you're stressed, you're not thinking about possibility. And when you're not thinking about possibility, you're not creating Do you frequently feel like you're living in survival mode, just getting through the day? If so, that is the exact reason you're not getting what you want in your life. But what's causing all this stress? In this two-part series, I'll be uncovering some things that you're probably doing that you may have never considered how they add to the stress in your life. In December last year, I did a challenge in my private Facebook group, and I'll put the link to join the group in the description. The challenge was called the 12 Days of Stressmas. As the name implies, we do tend to stress a lot around the holidays. But in my coaching, working with clients dealing with stress is common. I have clients coming to me because the anxiety they're living with daily has become overwhelming. We live in a world where stress has become the norm, unfortunately. Sometimes it almost comes across as a badge of honor to be stressed, and our minds and bodies are taking a huge hit with this constant stress. Our systems are designed for fight or flight, to problem solve, get away from danger, and keep us safe. But in today's world, We put our systems in this high alert mode multiple times a day. It's like a tiger is chasing us constantly right on our tail. We think our stress is coming from money, relationships, work, health, the economy, the government, aging parents, and the list goes on, right? But what if I told you that you are adding so much stress to your life by some of your behaviors and thoughts. Once you become aware of these nine things I'm going to share with you and you start adjusting accordingly, I think you'll be surprised how quickly your world changes for the better. Are you ready? Let's dive into some hidden stuff that's stressing you out. Hidden stressor number one. This adds a huge huge amount of stress in your life, and I'm hitting you with it right up front. It's number one. You are a meaning-making machine. As long as I'm human, I'll probably have to continue to check myself on this one, and it's a little bit of a mind twist. Once I realized this concept, it has changed my life dramatically. As humans, we are meaning-making machines. What I mean by that is we, or our ego, loves to make meaning of every event that happens in our life, whether it's someone dying 
or as simple as someone cutting us off on the road. We make meaning of everything. We all have negativity bias. We're just biased toward the negative. And there's actually something in our mind that has us interpret things in a way that would cause us pain. And when you can change that, your perception of the world becomes so different. When you can start seeing that you're making meaning of everything and it's your ego's way to just mess with you. When you're comparing the ego to the spirit or your soul, the ego always speaks loudest and first. Your soul doesn't have to scream or shout because it comes from love. So there's no reason for it to have to stomp or have a temper tantrum like a little kid. It's just there, and that's the love that's a part of you. But the ego, because it speaks loudest and first, is what we end up hearing more often than not. Listening to the ego becomes a habit, so that's what ends up running your life. We're conditioned to live in fear, and actually fear is not a natural way to be, but because it has become our mental habit, this unnatural way has become the natural way to think. And calm thoughts feel unnatural because we're not used to living there. We're conditioned by the world to live in this fear-based thought system. And the way you currently think is a habit. And it's based on your past experiences and how your ego has interpreted them. So your ego gives you this interpretation And then you make this meaning out of it and take it as truth. Again, it's like when someone cuts you off, you might be like, and get mad and think that they did it on purpose. And why is the world against me? There is no meaning. Maybe they just made a poor driving decision, right? There's no meaning. It's not against you. And all this meaning that we give things actually helps solidify the beliefs that we have about ourselves. So maybe you walk up to a group of friends that were talking and chatting, and when you are approaching, they look up and stop talking, and you immediately get this feeling, they were talking about me. And then you create this meaning around that whole thing. And then you create the story which solidifies the belief in yourself that you're not good enough or that you don't fit in, or you're not worthy, or whatever it is. Most of our beliefs aren't based on logic. They're not rational. They're actually based on emotion. But what we do is we try to logic our way through it. We rationalize why this happened, why they stopped talking when I approached, why, you know, why, why, why. And there is no logic to it, because we're making it all up. You're making the meaning yourself in your head. If you ask this group of friends, were they talking about you? The answer probably is no. They just noticed you approaching, and so it kind of interrupted their conversation. But we create this whole story about what was happening. And then look how much stress that adds, right? If I think I'm approaching a group of friends and they're talking about me like, Do I feel comfortable and calm? No, I feel stressed and anxious and wondering, why would they be talking about me? So that just adds in this whole slew of stressful thoughts, and we go down that rabbit hole of, what were they saying, and 
what that meant, and now what am I going to do? Trying to shift our beliefs by using logic and thinking our way through them is like trying to push a rope. It doesn't work. It's not effective. Lesson number five in A Course in Miracles is I am never upset for the reason I think. And they talk about how there are no small or large upsets. They're all equal because all upsets affect our stress level and our inner peace. But these upsets are all based on the meaning you give them. There is absolutely no meaning to anything outside of what you give it. That was a biggie, right? Okay, let's move on to hidden stressor number two. This stressor is using the word should. How much are you shoulding on yourself and others? So much of our stress comes from expecting things or people to be different. We think things or people should be different, that they should be doing it the way we think they should be. And when people don't do it our way or things don't go our way, then we get resentful, disappointed, angry. There's a saying that expectations are just premeditated resentments. So my message here is stop expecting people and things to be different. Because we put expectations on people when they do something that we don't think they should have done, and we say to ourselves, they should know better. The word should holds judgment. So when you should on someone else, they should have known better, they should do better, you are basically judging the actions of that person. You're judging the actions as not good enough. Expectations of another person to be a certain way communicates that if they're not that way or they don't do things the way you think they should, they are then not accepted by you because they don't live up to your expectations. Is this how you want your partner or your friends, or your kids to feel? Be aware of the expectations you have of other people or situations that they should be a certain way. And this includes yourself. Accept people where they are. Look at people as if they are wounded children in adult bodies, because we all are that. And stop shooting on yourself and others. Remember, any expectations you have of other people or situations or yourself, any of those expectations being different is only adding to your stress. Stay tuned for Hidden Stressors 3 and 4. We'll be back in 60 seconds after a word from our sponsors. Oh wait, that's me. Are you struggling with feeling constantly stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you have difficulty finding time to relax, and when you do find time, then you can't sit still? If so, join my new Mastering Stress workshop on April 20th so that you can break free from your stress addiction. Yes, it is an addiction. As your workshop presenter, I'll guide you through the latest techniques for stress management and teach you how to retrain your brain to respond to stress in healthier ways. You'll gain an understanding of how your magnificent mind is doing its job of keeping you safe and at the same time keeping you stuck in this cycle of stress. You'll gain practical tools and strategies that you can implement immediately 
so that you can reduce stress, improve your mood, and feel more energized and productive. Stop letting stress control your life. Register for Mastering Stress today. The link is in the episode description. A replay will be available for all who register. Now back to the episode. Okay, we're back with hidden stressor number three, which is resentments. This goes hand in hand with what we just talked about before the break. A resentment creates stress that is always bubbling below the surface until you deal with it or let it go. What grudges or resentments are you holding on to? Think of something that you're holding on to that you haven't been willing to let go of for whatever reason. And when you think of that thing, think of what energy that is that you're putting out into the world. Is it positive or is it negative? One thing to keep in mind is that what we put out into the world is what we get back. And our thoughts have superpowers. Our thoughts are what create our reality ultimately. Our thoughts create our feelings. It's not the other way around. We don't have a feeling and then have a thought that follows. We actually have a thought about something and that creates the feeling. So if you're having a resentful thought, that creates the feeling of stress or anxiety or whatever negative feeling it creates. And then that's what you put out into the world. And what you put out is what comes back. So if you're having resentment for someone, what they did, that's a lot of negative energy you're putting out into the world. And is that what you want coming back to you? Do a little experiment with me. Think of something that you're resenting in someone, a grudge maybe that you're holding or something that has happened that you're resenting in that person. Did they not meet an expectation Maybe you feel like you haven't been a priority in their life lately. Think of the feeling and how that feels. And then if we look at a spectrum and resentment is at one end of the spectrum, what could possibly be at the other end of the spectrum, the opposite end? Something that comes to mind for me is gratitude. So I want you to think of that same person and now think of something about them that you're grateful for. Maybe it's that they have this amazing ability to make you laugh like no one else does. You can feel grateful, gratitude for that, right? So go ahead and think of that thing for your person. How does it feel to think of the thing that you're resenting? Not great, right? And then how does it feel to think of the thing about that same person that you have gratitude for? That's much more positive, right? And we get to choose how we feel, what we focus on. So you probably felt the difference in the energy just in that little experiment. Imagine if that was real life and you could switch from being resentful of that person and holding a grudge to being grateful for that person and what they're bringing into your life. And when you make that shift, your energy completely shifts. And the thing is, You can choose to do this at any time. This is real life. This is the way it happens. And remember, what you put out is what you get back. So if you're putting out grateful energy, 
which is vibing at a much higher level than resenting energy. And I like to think of the cartoon The Jetsons and them flying in their saucers way up high, right? That's grateful energy. Resentment is down low. It's low vibing energy. So whatever you place your attention on, that will grow. If you're placing your attention on what didn't work or what isn't working, what they did, then that's what you're inviting more of back into your life. If you focus on what is working, what's good, then that will grow in your life. And the universe always sends us our vibrational match. Okay, ready for hidden stressor number four, the last one for this episode. And this is comparisonitis. This can do nothing but add stress to your life. How often do you get in the comparison trap? This past Christmas, I put out two decorations. Yes, two. A pillow and a figurine. And why am I sharing this? Because I started putting myself down and comparing myself for not decorating. And how often do you do this? You look at where you are now, and then you look at your past, and you say, I used to be X weight, less weight, or I used to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And then you compare yourself to where you are now, and you go into comparisonitis, and you start beating yourself up. Or another option is we compare ourselves to others. They have their Christmas stuff up. They have amazing Christmas stuff. My tree would never look like that. All of those kinds of things where we compare ourselves to others. And notice when we compare, it's almost always against something or someone that we think is better than us or a time that was better than now. So the past is irrelevant because when I focus on the past, what's behind me, the only thing I'm going to create is more of the same. The Art of Racing in the Rain is one of my all-time favorite books. In the book, the dog Enzo is basically narrating the book, and his owner, Denny, is a race car driver. And Denny always says, where your eyes go, the car follows. And it's the same in our life. What we're focused on is where we will head. So if we're always looking in the rearview mirror or behind us over our shoulder to the past, we're never going to get where we want to go. And again, the past is irrelevant. If the circumstances could have been different, they would have been different. But we as humans love to play this game of, if only this was different, but it wasn't different. Basically in this life, it's nobody but you against you. So stop comparing yourself to yourself when you used to be a certain way, a certain weight, a certain marital status, a certain whatever. Stop comparing because it doesn't matter. I love asking my clients this question. The question is, what if you woke up tomorrow and couldn't remember a thing of your past? Who would you be today if you couldn't remember your past? What would you create your day to be? What do you love doing? That's what you would do, right? You wouldn't because you couldn't think about anything. None of the mistakes you made, not what they did to me, none of that would be there anymore. And imagine, imagine what you could create your life to be. 
And that's your choice now. You don't have to wake up with amnesia. You can start forgetting about your past because it doesn't matter. You can't impact it, and you're allowing it to impact you. So who would you be if you woke up tomorrow and couldn't remember today? That's all I have for today. Stay tuned to the next episode where I cover five more behaviors that are adding to your stress. Hit the follow button so that you're notified when that episode is released. If you're feeling stuck and have tried to change your behaviors, maybe over and over and over again, coaching with my methodology is your fast track to change. In just five to eight sessions, my clients are seeing massive results and results that are long lasting. If you'd like to know more about what coaching with me looks like, shoot me an email. I'll put my email address in the episode description, or you can DM me on Instagram at Mastering Midlife with Heidi. As I've said before, connection is one of my top five values, so I'd love to connect with you further. Reach out and say hi, follow me on Instagram, or request to join my private Facebook community, Mastering Midlife with Heidi. If you got value from this episode and know someone would get value too, I'd love for you to share it with your family and friends. Because when we grow and expand and help others do the same, the world becomes a better place. And until the next episode, remember to give yourself grace for the place that you're in. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.